Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Mac Show. This is your host, Mark. And uh, I actually have a special guest with me. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself real quick, sir? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Anthony. All right. Um, so today's episode is going to be about, it's basically going to be a follow-up uh, episode, like a part two to my very first episode where I talked about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and uh, the tragic death of Kazuki Takahashi and what Yu-Gi-Oh! has meant to me personally. And I figured I'd bring Anthony on here so we can kind of share our, you know, kind of favorite things about the game and our our favorite memories. And so why don't we just, uh, you know, jump right in. Uh, I guess we'll talk about our favorite things about Yu-Gi-Oh!, whether that's, you know, the anime or the card game itself. Um, you want to start, Anthony? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll first start off like that with the anime. Uh, I grew up watching the show with the original series and GX. Uh, I've always gotten, loved the anime. Uh, the dub, it wasn't so good, but it got me through. Uh, recently I watched five D's and I found that it was my favorite, the anime. That's, favorite, that's most people's opinion. Favorite Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Yeah. Um, after watching, it got me in the mood to play the game more. <laughs> what about you? What about the anime? Uh, yeah, basically it's kind of the same thing. Um, I, I grew up watching the, the anime it was one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite shows on TV, especially the original Duel Monsters uh, series, and uh, even GX. I remember I used to uh, I used to come home from school and just kind of like turn it on and it would you know turn on the TV and it would be on. And I would just be captivated and just watch it for like until I had to eat dinner. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was so uh, the, the anime definitely uh, definitely stuck out. Yeah. And, um... Also, a small part of the Yu-Gi-Oh, like video games. Um, I've played the the GX games a good bit, like Tire Force Two and uh, Spirit Callers on the DS. Uh, those games were a good part of my childhood. Uh, they have good difficulty to them. They have they actually let you like explore, become a student for the the Dual Academy, which is something I always wanted to do when I was a kid. So I thought it was so cool to have a school for, for uh, dueling. Yes. How and, uh, about the? Uh, how about? Did you see the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pyramid of Light movie when it originally came out? No, I only saw it with you when it was in the theaters. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, uh, I, I saw that when it originally came out. I think it was two thousand four, and basically, I saw it with my grandfather. He took me to go see it, and they they gave you like a promo card, for, like to each person. Yeah, yeah, promo pack. So that was that was pretty cool. Wasn't that come with uh blue eye shining dragon? Yes. Maybe? Yeah, blue eye yeah, you get there was a chance to get blue eye shining dragon. Pyramid of light. Yeah, pyramid of light, and then I forget the other card. Uh might have been one of the Sphinx cards, maybe. I think it was like a spell or something. I think yeah. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. And also talking about the video games which I was talking about, um, you know, recently you got Master Duel and the 
you know, that's a fun experience. It's definitely the best gameplay. You had the best gameplay of any, any Yu-Gi-Oh game that ever came out. They refined it pretty well. Agreed. Uh, and, you know, now I'm playing Duel Links occasionally, which I enjoy. You know, it's, it's like a much faster version of the game. Yes. How about, um? I guess we'll move on to, like, the card game itself. What are your favorite things about, like, the card game? Um... Obviously, you know, I like opening products sometimes, you know, and I like, always like a little gambling, uh, chasing the expensive cards. And also, uh, about the game itself, I enjoyed the mechanics, the core mechanics of the game over any other TCG. It's very unique. It has a lot of different moving parts uh, because there's a lot of combos, chains, a lot of different ways to build your deck. A lot of decks played differently. It so you never really feel you never really feel bored with different kind of decks. So every a lot of decks have their own spin to it. Yep, agreed. And guess, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, nah, you can go ahead. Uh, I guess I'll let you finish first, and then I'll go. Nah, nah I'm good. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was just gonna like. I'm just going to go over some of my favorite things about, like, uh, the card game. Basically, like, I really like the artwork of uh, yeah. a lot of, like, the cards. Just, like, I think the artwork is sort of what instantly, like, draws you to, like, certain decks. Yeah. Then, well, that's the main reason I, I play that... decks like uh, the Weather Painters, the, the art, and the... Well, decks like Emancipator, you know, I like I like the art on those cards and mechanics of the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, other decks with nice art are like, I don't know, unfortunately, some decks that aren't good have good art, like uh, uh, what's it called? <sighs> like the mirrors. Yes, yes. Blue eyes too. Yeah, but you know, I've seen people do well with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like our friend uh, Bond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess I it's sort of like, I guess talking about artwork, it also like leads us in. I really like like the lore behind archetypes. I really like the whole archetype system in general. Like you have like different, different like decks that are part of like a certain archetype, and there's kind of like a whole backstory behind like the deck and. And like some monsters behind them and spells. And some decks have. have shared lore. Yeah, like Albaz is shared with uh, should I'm not should uh, like Dogmatica it's shared with um, uh, what's it called? Sword Soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But, also, also, um, what is it? World Legacy. There's World Legacy, and then there's. One other one I was just thinking of. Well, like my uh, my favorite decks, like Mermel is shared with Atlanteans and shared with Phantasm uh, Spiral because it's the Phantasm Spiral Dragon fought the Atlanteans. Right. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of decks have like a lot of shared lore. There's also like uh, one that I was thinking of was the uh, Majestus and like Invoked and like Spellbook. Yeah. They all share like they're in the same like universe. And there's they have like the same like lore and everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So lore is definitely a big part of the game that I think a lot of people enjoy. Um, I just wish they would make it more accessible somehow. Like have a date, like an official database for lore one yeah. day. But, I wish they would expand on a lot of like different lures. Like that's, just, that's one thing I like about Master Duels. This the single player, they have a lot of lore. Yes, absolutely. And I guess like transition transitioning from the lore and like artwork. I guess talking about like the gameplay of like I really enjoy the fast paced like nature of Yu-Gi-Oh the card game. Sometimes. Yeah, it could be a good or bad thing, but I think mostly it's a good thing. A lot of other card games, like at least TCG wise, like a lot of them are really like they're a lot more slow paced. Like for example, like Magic and, and Pokemon, like they're just too slow. Well, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is one of the only games where you can win in two turns or one. True. I well, think I that's to... mostly a good thing, though. Yeah, and the game could sometimes be very slow, depending on what kind of deck you're playing against. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing a more control-based deck. Mystic Mind is the anti-card to fast-paced gameplay. Yep. <laughs> Mystic Mind. Well, we all we all sure love that card. <laughs> I guess, like, another interesting thing about Yu-Gi-Oh, the card game, is that there's no rotation, which, yeah. again, can be a good and bad thing. <laughs> I think it's mostly a good thing, but in a sense that I think what's really cool about not having a rotation is that a lot of – you could still use a lot of, like, older cards and, like, older cards that you wouldn't think would be, like – viable anymore like all of a sudden they're played in like a certain deck skill drain skill drain for example Dom uh, I think, like sky strikers playing offering to the dooms right now um, Demise of the land, you mean do they play Demi- no, i think they're uh, right now there's some deck lists are playing offerings to the dooms. Uh, yeah all cool. cards like Tom judgment's old io is old and that card got banned recently so yep it got it got errated there's a lot of banned old cards is a reason. Yeah. But I think mostly like it's it's uh it's a good thing that we see it is. like there's no rotation. Cause also another thing is that you can play like really old decks too. That for example, like if, if you go had a rotation, you wouldn't be able to play a deck that's like three years old. Like for example, I played uh I still play my Salamangrate deck. And if we, <laughs> and if we had if Yu-Gi-Oh had a rotation, I wouldn't be able to play that anymore. Only if they rotated the cards forward, which not likely. Yeah, it's not likely. So that's well, I, one of the. I, I, uh, those I, are some yeah. one of many many perks of having no rotation. I it just doesn't. I don't think rotation can work in Yu-Gi-Oh. Due to too many, there's too many cards that do different things. In Pokemon, they just kept they keep re-releasing like trainers, which are just like spells. They re. Mm-hmm redo the names of the cards and all the Pokemon just keep getting remade and it just shifts. Well, one of the problem not having a rotation Yu-Gi-Oh! The only problem is this makes everything more expensive. I was just about to mention that, yeah. That's like that, probably the only real negative that comes with game. not having a rotation. It's just the game in general is just very expensive, unfortunately. Yeah, extremely expensive. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it's not going to change. Anytime. Well, another thing, 
I'll, I'll bring up another thing about the game that I like is um I like the competitive scene, of course. Uh, this just brings me a lot of joy to go out and compete. Uh, it just gives me a reason to play, really. I made a lot of friends at the locals by just going there, uh, entering regionals. Even if I don't do that well, it's still a pretty good experience to see all, all the other duelists in one spot. Makes yeah. you feel like you're part of a community. Yeah, for sure. Really is. It's 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 really cool feeling. I guess that kind of transitions into like the the next sort of topic we could talk about is kind of our favorite memories of just Yu-Gi-Oh in general. Um, I'll let you start. Um, my favorite memories are like. I still remember the one time I I beat you with Exodia. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget that. You're using a uh, you're throwing together zombie deck back in the day, and I was just using a, a structured deck. Yep, yep. <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing. Obviously, even though, even was... though you technically cheated because you were using were using Monster Reborn at the time, and it was banned. It shouldn't even been banned. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't have. But that's a different topic. <laughs> It didn't. It only came up because I stole your strongest monster, and I just sat on that yep. until I won the game. I couldn't get over. It was too much defense. It was three thousand defenses. Couldn't out it. <laughs> and also, I have good memories of not good memories. I have memories of all the different characters I've met at the locals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good and bad. You know, you have toxic players. You have <laughs> funny players. Like I remember at the uh, at the. First regional I went to this season, um, or last season, I guess now. Um, there's this kid that goes for our locals. He was doing, he was doing surprisingly good with Red Eyes Burn, and he was next to me, and he beat this guy using heroes, and he started jumping up and down <laughs> after <laughs> FTKing somebody. What a beast! <laughs> and you know, I also have memories of uh. Uh, what else? Like pulling, you know, pulling cards that are worth good money, like ulties or, you know, never pulled a Starlight, maybe one day. Um, like I pulled the Ghost, Ghost Arc Magician Girl, you know, a lot of different things. Any other, uh, any other memories you could think of? I'll let you go ahead. All right. Uh, basically, I mean, there I have many different memories of, you know, favorite memories of the game, of the franchise, the series in general. I mentioned some of them in my, in my, in part one um, of this, but I guess I'll just quickly go over them again. Uh, basically, you know, watching the original anime as a kid is one of them, you know, um, Another this is just kind of this is kind of a funny story. Back back when it was around the time Cyber Dark Impact came out. I'm not sure what year that was. I think it was maybe like 20, 07. It was 07. 06. 06. Okay. Yeah, 06 and I was still kind of into Yu-Gi-Oh at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like begging my mom to get me a uh, a booster box of Cyber Dark wow. Impact. <laughs> And of course, she kind of like resisted because she thought like 
it was a waste of money, which it was, but I didn't realize it as a kid at the time. How much, how much and, were boxes back then, anyway? Uh, I don't think the MSR. I don't think the price ever changed. I think it was like sixty. Yeah, but was she gonna get you a regular box or a hobby box? I think it was just like a regular booster box. No, oh, good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, I of course I en- ended up eventually she caved, and ah. I got the box, and I yeah. didn't really pull anything good. No ultimate rares, or you know, ah, I remember I remember being really excited over pulling a super rare cyber dark horn. Was it first dead? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was first dead. Oh. It was around the time Cyber Dark Impact came out. Yeah, unfortunately, back then you probably didn't even know you needed to get a hobby box to get good the good pulls. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I, I didn't really know too much back then. Too bad you didn't get Cybernetic uh, Revolution. I know, right? <laughs> but then, uh, so basically, it ended up kind of being a, a waste of money. I mean, I had fun opening up the box and pulling all, and all these interesting cards, but didn't really pull anything good, so it ended up being a waste. So I guess this is a, this is a lesson for any of you kids that are watching. Your mom knows best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so that that was that was one kind of funny story. Um, I guess like another pretty cool memory is getting back into the game with you. Uh, in, yeah. in twenty, I think it was early twenty seventeen, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I t- I pretty much like got you. Get, like I kind of bought I bought movie packs like, randomly. Yes. And then I pulled alternative. Yep. <laughs> Out of my first pack, and I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Mark, I think I asked you like if you played you or if you know anything about it or something," because we didn't really talk about it before then. I don't think right. so. No, we didn't. And then we both decided to get a structured deck. Um, you got the then you get the old Danchi gear structure deck. Yeah, I got the original. Keep in mind, this was early 2017. It was before. a little bit before the it was a little yeah. bit before the updated ancient gear structure deck came out. So I ended up buying the original ancient gear structure deck from like 2007 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I bought and I bought the saga of the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Yes, which and, was obviously a much better deck than Mark had and. I of course threw the alternative in there, which is if I summon the car, you just lost the game because it was too yep. strong. It was way too strong. Because back least... then, a, a pop a turn was too much. Mm-hmm. Even cards like your eyes was hard for him to get rid of. Especially for like a slower deck like Ancient Gears, or at least like yeah. a structure deck in particular. So and was... I guess I guess that led to us, you know, expanding. Yeah, for sure. And then and then and then we bought the the new structure yeah. decks that came out a little bit later on. The, the I bought you the updated deck. Then I got Dinosaur. Yes. Which was you know extremely better. Yep, it was definitely the better of the two. It was a tier one deck. It was a tier <laughs> one the zero deck on launch. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, with True King and Yang Zhang, but that got taken care of pretty quick. Yes. We didn't really get into competitive Yu-Gi-Oh for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, kind of like the start of us, like somewhat like, getting into competitive was uh, when, I bought, when I bought the legendary dragon decks, and yeah, that was like when I when I first started playing Cyber Dragons, which is like my favorite 
deck to this day. I don't even know what I was playing back then. I think it was probably still Dinosaur. Probably. So it's still strong. But I remember we went to Target uh, one day and I saw the legendary dragon decks there. Well, uh, it was like a mystery thing. Sealed and uh, it was the box and everything. So I, I, I was, thinking, I was thinking of the mystery decks. <laughs> uh, not those. That's that's a whole different thing. But this was the legendary dragon decks, like the whole box of like the three decks. So what did that come with again? It came with. Uh... It came with red eyes. Um, did they come with gadgets. Was, was it? Was it? I think it was blue eyes, red eyes, and cyber dragon. Right. No, I thought. No, it was no, 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 no. It, it was red eyes, cyber dragon, and odd eyes. Oh, okay. So that was that was a really cool set, and that's when I when I first started playing Cyber Dragons, and that was a lot of fun. And I guess transitioning, you know, that like we, I played that for like a good amount of 2018, and then a big a big booster release came out uh, that year was Cybernetic Horizon, which was in July of that year, 2018, which introduced new Cyber Dragon support that really kind of pushed the deck into yeah, the Yeah, it makes sense for you. Yeah, it was huge. I remember we went to Target one day, and I think we each bought, like, three packs of Cybernetic Horizon. Yeah. And I pulled a Voral Sword Dragon out of <laughs> one of them. And yeah, I... We, we went back to Anthony's house and to open them, and when I pulled the Voral Sword, I, like, screamed on, like, the top of my lungs. It was really funny. I wish like we would have recorded that. <laughs> You're acting like how I act when I went to the old the old uh, game shop TNT that used to be in the city, and um, I pulled the I pulled I opened two packs of Maximum Crisis and pulled Ash and Masterpiece. <laughs> yep, a, that that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, eight dollars for a hundred dollars worth of cards. The Masterpiece wasn't banned yet. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't banned yet. <laughs> and so going back to, yeah, so Cybernetic Horizon was a pretty big release for me because, like I said, new Cyber Dragon support really kind of pushed the deck into, like, the competitive scene. And I remember that, another really good memory. I mentioned this in my in my first episode, but I went to my first regional tournament uh, that, oct- that October, and I played Cyber Dragons. And uh, I started off, pretty well i think i was like three and one after four rounds and uh kind of just went downhill after that <laughs> and yeah. not finishing so well but you know i had still had a lot of fun and then we kind of got into my favorite format of all time which was 2019 format uh which was the meta mostly consisted of thunder dragon orcist uh salamangri and sky striker wasn't fun for me. Wasn't fun for you because you didn't pl- you didn't play any of the decks. <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but any but like this this was such a great year for you for um Yu Gi Oh just like in so many so many different ways like that format was just so much fun e- each deck was like they were all equally at about the same power level and each deck was like. Yeah, they counted each other, so you know there was a lot of interesting like interactions between the decks and a lot of interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of variants of certain things, like because strike striker is it's like an engine, so a lot of decks become striker, like you know, like like mashup decks, like how you have nowadays with 
Punk and whatever. Brave. Yeah. It's a engine. And Salad was just the budget option for most players because anyone can build that deck. Um, yeah, I actually got the uh, – I bought the Soul Burner um, structure deck that came that came out that February. I didn't I didn't buy it immediately. I think I bought it in like sometime in March, and that's when I ended up playing Sal Mangrate. And that was a lot of fun, especially because that structure deck had Ash Blossom in it, printed as a common. That deck was bu- that deck was busted on release. Yes, it was crazy. Well, not not until Silent Wolf came out, but yeah, which was like I think it was like a week after. Yeah, Silent Wolf came out, so. Then they had the limit things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, eventually they limited. Lady Sir, well, they've uh, they limited Lady Debug first, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Because they wanted you to buy Signet Mining. <laughs> that car was a lot of money, right? I was on like thirty dollars. It was it was underpriced at first, and then it like shot up a little bit after. I just avoided Cyber Stacks until the car got reprinted. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I just. I don't. I just never got around to buying Signet Mining. I think in that format, I built Subterror because how strong it was. Yeah, that's right. You did. Because I, I bought. I think that's I had Extravs. Like I remember, I bought Extravs in 2019, and I had you know, they were calling me. I bought that lot for cheap, and I had like a high rarity Subterror deck. The deck was pretty. Deck still pretty strong. It's it's a strong deck. I mean, it's just annoying. It's like a floodgate. It's like Elich of today. Elich of back then. That's that's what I call it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a monkey deck. It is helmet deck. Monkey flip. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that format was just a lot of fun. E- each deck, like, it was. They all felt unique to play. Like Thunder Dragon was kind of your more. You could either play the combo variants, or you could play the more mid range. Orcus was kind of more of like a combo deck. Um, Striker was a control deck, and then um, Sal Mangrate was sort of like a mid-range control deck, and uh, each deck just felt very unique, very interesting to play. And then another another really cool memory uh, was actually when we bought the 2019 Megatons. No, that Anthony. <laughs> yeah, we we pre-ordered a whole case. Me, you, and Tim split it. Yeah, with our with our friend Tim, and we split. You know, we split it three ways. What was in what was what was in there that we wanted? If you remember, this was this these. Oh yeah, yeah. These teams introduced uh, Nibiru and Dark No More, and Dimension Shifter, which is very notable, especially right now. I think I kept the shifters, which was a card I I used. I think I kept them. I think we pulled two playsets, and I think I kept. Oh yeah, playset. For Thunder Dragon, <laughs> I need it just to have. I obviously, you know, I used it more than you over time because mm-hmm. I played a lot of banishing decks. Um, they, you know, it's cl- yeah, staple and Dark Ruler staple. It's a meta yeah. shifting ten. Yeah, it was. It was. It really was like a meta, kind of a meta warping. Um, and they're all world reveal. They're all revealed like TCG exclusive cards. Uh. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were, they were world premiere. The, yeah, and so that you know, we kind of we kind of took a little bit of a gamble pre-ordering the case, and suffice to say, I think it really worked out for us. <laughs> also, like some of the a lot of the reprints were really cool too. Like there was Thunder Dragon reprints, which I really wanted because I wanted to build Thunder Dragons. 
There was Cyber Dragon reprints. There was what else? Wait, I don't even know what I took it from that. <laughs> I think you kept a lot of the bulk. I don't know what I kept like for pricey stuff. I don't know what I was using. Yeah, I'm not sure. Can't really remember, honestly. Um. Well, then we bought another case of last year's tents. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We made almost better money back on some because I sold Cross out when it was a lot of money. Oh, also one thing I wanted to mention about the 2019 tens was that it had original artwork by Kazuki Takahashi for the um the, the gods. god cards. Yeah, which, I still have some of those. Yeah, same. I, ha- I think I have one copy of like each Egyptian god, which was really cool because did these were world premiere artworks? And yeah, they're pretty sure they're world premiere, right? Yeah, I think so. If not, it's still you know it's still pretty cool because it, it was they were original hand drawn artworks uh, by Kazuki Takahashi, creator of Yu Gi Oh. Not just not just those cards were drawn by him. The uh, Oracle Magician was, I think the uh, yeah, I think I think the alter- Red Eyes Alternative was the yeah, it was the Blue Eyes alter- Ultimate Alternative. Yes, I think they all I think all of them were <laughs> except for the War Premieres. Yeah, a lot of the new like. A lot of the new artwork promo cards were they're all um, hand drawn by Kazuki Takahashi, which is really cool. And I I'm pretty sure they're all of them are they probably shot up in value. Yeah, they can't be too expensive. They're promos. Yeah, th- those tins were open like so much. They were just so hyped. Yeah, I love the mega tins. It's that product you're always happy to come because to finally play decks you've been waiting to play. Yeah, that's just the one. Like when the tens come out, I could possibly play Sword Soul or something because everything's going to get reprinted. Also, a lot of some of the Despia cards will get reprinted too. So that's which. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm trying to play a Despia variant by then, but I need Guardian Chimera for that. Mm -hmm. Well, Guardian isn't isn't Guardian Chimera going to miss the uh, yes the cut? Unfortunately, unless they like reprint it. Well, I plan on buying it when Despia. Eventually falls off a little bit, which it will pretty soon. <laughs> um, I get, I guess. Oh, another another thing I forgot to mention earlier was another really cool memory was back in 2016, the Yu Gi Oh Dark Side of Dimensions movie came out, and like you mentioned earlier, Anthony, you bought like some of the the packs that came the out. Packs, yeah. yeah. And now, what's what's really? I actually ended up watching that movie eventually, not when it came out, but it was probably about a year later. It was a really good movie, by the way. It was really. It was, nice, it was a nice follow up to the original anime, because it's basically like a sequel to the original series. And yeah. what's really cool about that movie? It was actually written by Kazuki Takahashi. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but it was an original story written by him. So that that was really cool. So, recommend anybody who's a fan of the original anime to go watch that movie. It was it was really good. How long? How 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 long has it been since you watched the original anime, Mark? I watch. I remember I rewatched it. I think in twenty. It was either twenty. I think it was twenty seventeen. I did a the, like a the whole movie. thing. The whole the original the original anime Duel Monsters. The- Every, every episode or just the canon? Yeah, every episode. 
Yeah. When I when I watched it recently, um, I've only watched the canon episodes. Okay. So some seasons I completely skipped because they were just whatever. Like, what what uh, what episodes exactly? Well, like some like whole seasons were not part of the original story. Like, like, like the third, fourth, or something. Like when they went to the other world or something. Uh, I forgot what it's called. <sighs> like a virtual world. That, that oh, was you know what? I actually skipped that too when I rewatched it. I watched all of GX because most of it was canon. Same with Five Ds. Most of it's canon. So, yeah, I have, but I haven't watched Exile or anything past that yet. Yeah. yeah, I never really, I never watched past um, GX really, so kind of eventually. It's very serious compared to GX. Yeah, I know a lot, lot of people say great things about Five Ds. Has the best uh, theme. Definitely one of them. It seems pretty catchy. Yeah, it was actually written. It was a, a contest winner made that song <laughs> it's like a boat <laughs> funny how things work out like that <laughs> yeah all right so uh anything else i think that's probably about it anything else you would like to add anthony i don't think so all right well um i guess just to wrap this episode up um you know uh had you know i've had a lot of great you know, memories, experiences with Yu-Gi-Oh that I'll always, you know, cherish and remember. And, you know, thank you, you know, Kazuki Takahashi, you know, um, may be gone physically, but, you know, your your legacy will carry on, you know, through Yu-Gi-Oh. So, all right, guys, that's pretty much it for um, this episode of The Mac Show. Uh, thank you for listening. And have a nice day.